What's up, everyone? Good morning. 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 Yo. Morning, Higsy. What's up? Morning, Rachel. Morning, Andy. Good day. Uh, this <laughs> is the first episode we're doing with no guest. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to do a quick rundown on everyone who's involved in the Sunset Run business and... Um, other businesses. And other businesses and tell the audience a little bit about us. So, Rachel, do you want to tell um, everyone on the couch here and everyone watching how you got into the supercar scene? Uh, I guess I have to blame it on my brothers, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I have two older brothers, so um, my my actual eldest, the eldest, uh, he was really quite trinkety with his hands and loved to strip cars and legally, by the way. He had a chop shop. <laughs> yeah. yep. So that's so that's how the VB came down, about. Down, yeah. in, down in through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was up here. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so um, obviously me being, you know, little and petite at the time, you know, I was kind of getting in there and helping him where he couldn't, you know, get the nuts and bolts you out You were and in stuff charge of the so 10 mil spanner, weren't you? I was, yeah. I was. <laughs> bigger than my... The 10 mil soccer <laughs> that got lost yeah. a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I pretty much used to just, you know, fix cars and... Turned cars from automatic to manual and all that sort of stuff. And then uh, I had the passion still for getting into racing and things like that. Cool. And then yeah, cool. uh, I had my own go-kart track after I left school and yeah, cool. met a lot of the, the uh, race car drivers. So some that went to Carrera Cup and uh, one of the guys were like, we need to get you out on track. So... Got into cars. So was that a there. hobby on the go kart track, and and, and the boys kind of just saw some something in you that was like, oh look, she actually knows how to steer, or yeah. So Paul actually was like, we need to get you in a car. Yeah, so okay. um, yeah. So then I started just driving the uh, the Formula Four Forties, um, and then yeah, went into being a burnout babe. I hate. I hate <laughs> saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you driving then in, on, in that scene? The, the little um, Formula 440s. So oh, really? We used oh, to, cool. yeah, take them around. And some of the cars we actually changed into um, like little simulators at the time. So, um, yeah, got, got them at Indy and mm-hmm. just travelled around everywhere, New Zealand, China. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, and, um, yeah, just took it from there and then started sponsoring cars as well. So, Paul and, um, you know, Andy McRae and... All that sort of stuff, and then, yeah, then I just got my passion for the high end cars. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Let's it's do just this. How did that yep. come about? What was your first experience <laughs> in in some of those top tier cars? Well, I think my my first experience was with um, I think it might have been Porsche actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, through what through some sort of like sponsor deal or test drive or something or? Uh no, actually I I actually got a uh, the. Cayenne for the family wagon and then uh, yeah. got, got asked if I wanted to come to a track day and so you yeah, went from there and then they were like, oh, let's let's do this. So Yeah, nice. That's and cool. And then, yeah, Michelin ended up sending me over to Sepang and drove Formula 4s over there and it just, yeah. Had a ball of a time. Yeah, and then now it's Ferraris and Maseratis <laughs> and Aston Martins That's and cool. Brand new two nine sixes and Romans so and SF nineties. <laughs> so you're on you're on the board with, with Lamborghini, hey. Yes. Cool. How how did that all come about? Um <clears throat> sorry. Um 
I actually, to be honest, I don't even know how it happened. She just, they just called me. And, and hey, you look pretty cool on the other board. <laughs> you want to have some input on how we design the new Eurus? Sure, pretty, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much, it was. It was very. It was. Yeah, I, to be honest, I, I don't. Even, I can't even remember That's because epic. It, it it was a a phone call from Italy and yep. oh wow yeah a lot of bappity boopity HQ it, literally I was like yep sounds good yep cool <laughs> where do I sign better again? Yeah. when do I get the keys yeah and it was like pretty much wham bam thank you ma'am yeah um, awesome that's cool yeah, nice not many people get to have that as a claim to fame so mm. awesome mm. we actually had a Lamborghini in here the other day Andy do you want to tell us about that and and how you got in the scene, give us a bit of a background. Yeah, yeah, I've actually driven, not that car, but I've driven one over in America. And um, yeah, so my racing and business background, I guess racing started for me back when I was five or six. We, um, I used to live in Sydney, um, not far from where Rach is from, <laughs> <laughs> Western Sydney. Did you work at the chop shop, at her brother's <laughs> chop shop? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, so like my dad used to take me to the V8 Supercar Rounds um, at Oran Park um, as a kid with, you know, one of my best mates at the time and, and his family and um, I don't think I ever missed a round. Um, and I've, you know, I've got some pretty fond memories of doing that as a young kid. I still remember like meeting Peter Brock in the pits and yeah, this nice. is when the pits was like a, a dirt paddock and there was a, you know, the race cars were up on jack stands pretty much. So you and I would have been at war. Why is that? Because I was, I was dippy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was a... Look, that, that, ex- there was that explains more, a I lot. think there was more of a background there because at the time, I shouldn't say this because I'm going to be on air, but it was more because my mum had a partner that I just was like, oh, and he, <laughs> and he went for Brocky and I, we used to sit there and watch the racing together and yeah. I was like, go Dickie! <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. A of, yeah, just a little bit of a, a jab yeah, in the ribs. yeah. 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 No, nah, fair enough. I get that. But now I love him. Yeah. All good. Yeah. I think um, you're either a Ford or a Holden man in that, you know, back in those days. Yeah. And we were, like my family were Holden. My grandfather was uh, into Holden. Um, and obviously that's just gone through the family. And my uncle had a um, an involvement in a team, the Lansvale Smash Repairs team. So we used to get pit passes and um, and go check out, you know, what goes on behind the scenes and, I got to see the mechanics working on cars. I was like, man, this is really cool. And, you know, this is back when they had no mufflers and the cars were loud and rowdy and they'd literally drive through the crowd to get back on the track. And mm. I just, mm. the smell of the old leaded race fuel, like I can still smell it now. Like that's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that to me is racing. Like that, that was really cool. Yeah. I never thought I'd get into racing. I was like, you know, I loved it, loved watching. But um, mm. as I got older, you know, school, I, I guess I wasn't the best student at school, which... No surprise, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was too busy thinking about cars and um, what I was going to do and didn't really oh, – I was smart enough to, to get by um, without really trying. Mm. So, you know, on the weekends I, I was at racetracks, I was, you know, in go-karts. Um, any opportunity to be at a track, I'd, I'd be there. Mm. Um, and that sort of, you know, when I left school, got into racing myself. Um, I've uh, went to school with Matt and, and – you know, we had a couple of mates who were into no wonder, No wonder you didn't do real well at school. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's the bad influence <laughs> over a, here. He was, a, <laughs> he was a bad influence, for sure. But see, um, I can't see that. I can't see that. Really? Angel. Angel yeah. child. No. <laughs> Look at that face. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Maybe I'll take that back. <laughs> um, yeah, so I um, 
left school, the the boys, like my two good mates, Matt and Nick, um, decided to go to Canada for a couple of years to do, um, you know, some work and, and some travel. And I was sort of left here by myself. So I thought, well, I'm going to build a race car. And, for you know, when the boys get back, we'll go racing and, and have a bit of fun. And I built, you probably can't see it on camera, but the blue car that's up um, on the hoist up there, that was the first car that I built um, myself. Uh, my dad and I built that in our shed from a... a completely stock road car that I bought for 900 bucks to, you know, hundred plus thousand dollar mm-hmm. uh, drift car that mm. I built. And um, yeah, just uh, started competing in the Australian pro tour and got some pretty good sponsors on board. Mm. Um, and yeah, from there, um, the guy that was tuning the car at the time, Mick from top RPM, he had a drag car. So I got heavily involved with that. And, you know, that's a whole nother world. That's a very expensive sport. And um the horsepower was, you know, was incredible. I, I loved working on a two and a half thousand horsepower, three liter, mm. six cylinder. I thought that was really cool. Um, and then yeah, got the car in, got binned, eh? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Some uh, and it, look, it wasn't really anyone's fault. The car um, blew a water line right across the finish line at like two hundred and twenty mile an hour, and um, obviously the back tires are spinning pretty quickly. Mm. The water got under it, and it, as those drag tires spin, they get bigger. So we yeah. turned the car to the wall and rolled a couple of times and ended up in the gravel trap. And pretty much the only thing that survived that crash was my GoPro and the Motec. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that was like Shout a Shout out to GoPro. Yeah. <laughs> Share this video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was, a, that was an expensive um, weekend, but um, I'm glad I didn't own the car. But, yeah, anyway, I got into some racing with Mick and Mick, um, you know, bought a couple of go-karts. So I bought a go-kart and we started racing that and um, – with that came the business side of things for me. I was sort of, I was working for people at the time, not able to really afford to continue racing because I had a bad stint there where I blew up three motors in like six months and I just started dating my now partner, Cara, um, and she couldn't understand why spending $90,000 on engines was a good idea. So <laughs> I, I decided to park the car just to, you know, so that relationship could continue. <laughs> yeah, that's Absolutely. a tough sell. Yeah. yeah. It's 30, 30 grand, yeah. Yeah. It's a good investment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she didn't quite understand why that would that was going to happen. So I stopped um, and then got into business. Um, Cara was into business. She had her own um, uh, interior design and floral company. Mm. So I, um, I knuckled down and, and I was working for a company for a while in the um, construction industry, just building up capital to start my own business. Mm. Um, and I did that probably two or three years later. And then um, I think probably between now and then I probably had 15 different businesses. Not all of them have been successful, but um, the ones that have are still running today. Mm. Um, and that allowed me um, to do some traveling. So I went over to SEMA, yeah. um, which we'll touch on a little bit later. That's um, one of the biggest car shows in the world mm. where all the latest products in the industry are released. And um I went there with Andrew Hawkins, a good mate of mine. He owns Motive DVD, which is now Motive TV, yeah, um, out of Sydney. And um, yeah, we we did SEMA show, and I was mind blown. And um, I said to my dad because um, I went there with just my dad. I said, we, look, "We need to come back here, and and there's business to be done here for sure." Mm. Um, so let's um, let's come back with a plan next year. And we did that, and um, got approached by a couple of different companies, and we decided to partner up with one and bringing their product back to Australia mm. and um, that was really successful and and it's basically business has just rolled on from there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Same model, just 
more refined and 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 bigger dollars. So yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll touch on a little bit about that later on. But that yeah, got yeah, me yeah. into some racing. That's where I jumped in one of the Lamborghinis. Um, yeah. I don't know why I'm pointing. That's not a Lamborghini. That's a, <laughs> the mum wagon. It's as fast as one though. <laughs> yeah, faster. <laughs> it depends. Maybe no. Actually, I don't know. She's close. Yeah, yeah. Close to beating most Lambos. That it wouldn't beat the Super Trofeo, though, would it? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, they're not that quick in a straight line. They've got so much aero. Oh. But um, yeah, I had a run around in a um, you know, Super Trofeo at um, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and I was like, I got out of that car, I'm like, holy moly, I'm hooked. I need yeah, to yeah, buy yeah. one of these, and <laughs> I will. Um, but yeah, that got me into the um, expensive side of cars, mm. and um, I always you know, had a passion for it, but I didn't think I'd have the ability to own one. I never really thought about it, but um, mm. you know, here we are. Yeah, part yeah, owners yeah. of the Sunset Run, and you know we've got a few things going on around the the industry now. So yeah, yeah. Well, you got detail matters with Higgsy as well. So yeah, absolutely. yeah. That's that's, that's the segue over to Higgsy. The list Give of some the of the brands. <coughs> yeah, that's it. So yeah, the line of uh, the line of businesses. That, Never um, ending. It's gonna go really. Yeah, I'm gonna start tattooing on your back soon. The idea <laughs> is to fill the whole helmet up yeah, plus gonna, more. Gonna need a bigger helmet. Yeah, it's a funny story about this or one, but anyway. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. so I got into uh, business with Mr. Higgs with the Detail Matters brand. So let's um, let's talk about some of your business background. Yeah, definitely. Well, as you already mentioned, our background, our, our history together is way back from school. So that's how we know each other. Um, as school finished, I um, I did the whole uni stint and got about halfway through a uni degree before I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm, I want to get rid of the rat race. I, I don't I don't like this already. So mm. I um. I parked up for a while and just went and got a um, just like a, a standard job, um, just to save some save some coin and mm. um, and then buggered off overseas for a little while and um, really really enjoyed traveling and working. I think that really broadens the mind, mm. um, and the experiences that we learned from there uh, was unreal. Basically, um, after we came back to Oz. Um, was when the the drift car was done actually. So I got to see it when he first got it. As a nine hundred dollar car that he was rolling around the street, and then <laughs> I came I've had back. a few of those too. <laughs> I, came, I came back and um, saw it to the machine that it is today, and I was like, "Oh man, that's pretty cool." So um, I was still in the point there where I wasn't sure what I what I really wanted to do with life. Um, so I chopped and changed between a couple of different jobs, um, and then I got caught up in the aviation scene. Um, yeah. So found a really really big passion for that. Studied for that. Um, and yeah, when when worked as a commercial pilot for a couple of years, um, mm. but uh, once again, I was I was back to the same point where I started thinking like I don't really like the, the rat race and yeah 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 don't really like reporting to people. I really like working for myself. Mm. Um, along those pathways, I've also had a couple of little businesses that didn't really take off side hustles. Yeah um, yeah yeah. But they're all that's the essential grind too, right? You have like to do you that. Learn so much for stuff in in those opportunities in those um, failures. Like they're life lessons, not failures, Ian. hundred percent. Right. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was right. leading into. Please, yeah. please pump my ego <laughs> up a little bit. <laughs> Don't worry, <I'm, laughs> my list is bigger than yours. I think <laughs> that's fine. But like, I think what you think you, you literally just nailed it on the head. Um, they like you need to go and do that grind and find out what works, what doesn't work. Yeah, you got to um, try because different. Otherwise, shit, you've like hit, you've hit the lotto if you try and get something that goes bang first go, and you're a multi million dollar company after that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as I was as I was finishing up my my flying career, I came back to the Goldie. I was, I'd, I'd actually had all intents and purposes of um, of um, growing my license and, and putting it to the next level. 
um, and I'd signed up to some courses, but they kept getting postponed and postponed and postponed. And I thought, well, I can't keep going on like this. It's just going to send me broke, hanging around waiting for a, for a course to start. So started yeah. up started up Detail Matters as a as a little side hustle, um, and that was just sort of feeding the kitty for a little while. And then uh, all of a sudden, COVID came along and shut down the world. So mm. I just saw aviation just go. Yeah, Ooh. spiraled to the bottom. And eh? uh, I was like, well, that's definitely not a uh, an industry that I want to be in anymore. Yeah. So I was sort of glad that the courses that I was involved in or I'd applied for were getting postponed um, mm. due to lack of lack of interest and um, and numbers to do the courses. So um, because, yeah, COVID, COVID shone a new light on that. And I thought, mm. no, definitely not going to go and, and do that. And... Um, Pretty much a few months after that, teamed up with Mr. Beckett here and said, right, I've got a good thing going. Um, We need to scale it. Yeah. And um, it's franchises, eh? That's it. Got some franchises going on. And other than that, um, it's opened up the doors for me particularly to be able to be in the circle of people I wouldn't normally get to hang out with. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your clientele is like a lot of top tier. Absolutely. Like these are a lot of entrepreneurs, um, wealthy businessmen and women. and I get to see them every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you get to sort of rub shoulders with them. We get invited to events. Um, mm. We get to go and hang out with these type of people at car shows. And from there, you're like, okay, what other doors are opening up? And, mm. well, as the helmet shows you, we've got half a dozen of them. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's about that circle too, eh? Like everyone that you see online that's like posting motivational or business or like entrepreneurial content always talks about like – if you're in that circle of people who's constantly talking about money and opportunities and businesses and stuff like that, you just get upskilled so quick, you know what I mean? I think um, one of the other things that really helps with that is the impromptu, um, the the drive that you've set up. Yeah. Which is cool because, uh, once again, you see all these guys that are just top-tier people. Mm. Wouldn't normally, you know, get the opportunity to see them, but... um, Yeah. They come here, they hang out now, we have a couple of drinks, we talk about what they do for work, Mm. talk about their their supercars and um it just broadens the mind yeah everyone just vibing on the same same level of conversation hey like Mm -hmm. all have something in common that we can talk about and all like on a similar level it's crazy even like the differences in businesses like you know like some of my businesses are completely different to some of the guys that we meet Mm. but the same principles still apply yeah Um, yeah you know we've all learned basically the same lessons in different ways so to be able to talk to people like that um, and learn lessons without having to pay for them. You know, mm. that's uh, that's the key. Oh, yeah. You know, like how many lessons have we learned where we're like, oh, man, that just cost us like 10, 20 grand. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, but like if you can talk to someone um, before it happens and say, hey, you know, this is a situation, what do you think? And then, you know, um, the amount of times that saved me money. Like mm. I've got a, um, a business mentor, a good friend of mine, and um, I've listened to 99% of the, um, the advice he's given me. And the few times that I haven't, I've basically done the wrong thing I, yeah. I thought i was right um and i'm I, you know i'm not you know too scared to admit to that but i thought i was you know like he did business back in the day and it was he was you know it might have been old school yeah or old school yeah. sort of mindset you know that doesn't necessarily work today so i think i'm right in this situation and bam bit me in the bum i'm, I'm wrong mm. um you know i go back to the pub and catch up with him and, and tell him straight you know i, I went <laughs> i went against what he just winks at you yeah, yeah. told yeah. you yeah you had, <laughs> you, you had you your stubborn pants on but you know what like that's in business people aren't like that i went up to him i said mate i'm sorry i'm like i went against your advice and and it bit me in the ass and 
And here we are having this conversation. Like, yeah. you know, I should have sh- should listened to you. He goes, that's all right. He goes, sometimes you just need to learn yourself and that's all good. Just, you know. Part of the process, eh? That, that mm-hmm. is, just keep pushing forward. So mm. that's um that's the fun of business, eh? Hey? You know, yeah, yeah, You never yeah. know what's around the corner. But mm. let's, um, let's talk about some of your uh, business background. Here. Yeah, it's pretty colourful history. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm, in, I'm interested now. Here we go. Nah, so I was sort of into cars like ever since I was really young and my mum sort of instilled like a value in me that was like anything's possible and that I can achieve whatever I want as long as I as long as I want it enough and, and mm-hmm. like, take the action towards towards getting it. Um and yeah, I remember like always having cars up on my on my wall and stuff and that always like always Ferrari and Lamborghini, you know. Yeah, the Countach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of the, all of those cars, yeah. And just fantasizing about it all the time really. And then um I sort of I was always into cars and like I was I was like pretty intelligent sort of person like I didn't really apply myself at school that much at all and I um and I got a pretty good OP like graduation score so I think I could have like gone to university and done those things but I just wasn't really interested you know mm-hmm. when wanted to work Amen. my hands more yeah and um was like a bit of a creative sort of person like building cars and stuff and um yeah so I got into like the automotive scene through I did my apprenticeship actually at Toowoomba Holden um, which was another Holden fan. Yeah, yeah, oh, big time. Yeah, HSVs and all those things. Yeah, like, oh man, like that was like the ultimate car when I was working there. And I, and um, I used to shout out to Adrian Harding, the guy that that he was like my my mechanical coach. I don't know if he listens to this, but he does follow me on Instagram. But um, he was the HSV tech. It was like the elite society of HSV techs <laughs> at Dumbo. <laughs> and he used to work on all, and he, and he had like really good relationships with the owners as well. And that's probably where I learned like a lot of business things because like he would bring clients in because of his relationship with them through motorsport and going to QR and those things. And they would come there to get their vehicle serviced. And um, yeah, we used to work on all the stuff like, yeah, uh, the, the new Monaro, well, the new shape Monaro GTOs and um, GTS Commodores and Club Sports and R8s and, all of that stuff. But yeah, then I sort of went from there, did my apprenticeship and didn't really like like the pay, like as a car mechanic, mm-hmm. like severely underpaid. So I was like, I need to sort of level up somehow. So then I went to like selling cars and then selling top tier cars like BMWs and Range Rovers and I was a car salesman for a few years. Um, and then, yeah, then I was like, got to get into business somehow. Like what am I going to do? I got to get into business. So I started this website. It was called Cap Culture. Um, and I won't give you the full list of businesses that I've done. I'll bore everyone. Everyone will switch off. But <laughs> um, I started this. Uh, there's a couple of colourful experiences there. But I started this business called Cap Culture. It was a website that sold like hats. like, And there were a lot of like all the American brands that you couldn't buy in Australia. Similar to like Culture Kings, um, the, the, the stuff that they do. It's a lot of like um, American culture streetwear. And it was like starting to get successful. We got some like shares from like some of the Broncos bought some of our stuff. That guy that went on to WWE, I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, he bought some of our stuff and shared it on social media. And then I employed this guy as a manager. Um, and this is like a lesson that I learned really early on was like I employed this dude as a manager, no contracts, no paperwork, all word of mouth. Hey, come on, sell some products for me. Like I'm busy. I'm working FIFO as well. And I can't really manage the business. He comes on, starts selling the product, but the money's not hitting the account. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? 
He's all my stuff's all my stocks going out, but there's no money coming in. He's like, oh yeah, they're friends in Brisbane, and it's cash deals, and you'll get the money in. Rah, rah. Anyway, that business, um, yeah, went into a spiral, <laughs> yeah, yep. and ended up failing. And then, um, and then like business after business after business had a little bit of success. You know, it's just doing this trend line of like learning a bit and then working it out and then changing and pivoting and learning a bit more, and then. Um, Eventually, I was sort of like only a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago, I was like, I want to try and get back to like things that I really like doing, you know, because like you go through your 30s and like you might lose your way a little bit and you try and like chasing money or you're chasing lifestyle and you don't really know what you're doing. And I was like, I want to try and get back to my roots like and I love cars and I just want to just want to dive straight into that. And then I bought um I bought the R8 that's behind us. And I was like, how can I monetize this? Like, this is a cool car. It draws a lot of attention. How can I monetize it? Um, and then I just started looking at the rentals and then I went to a Rachel's event, which was awesome, um, the Exotics and Espresso. And I was like, well, this is, a, this is a real community. Like, there's people here and there's money circulating and there's people, like, buying and selling things. Like, I want to get involved with that. So, And that sort of led me into the rentals. And now we've got the Range Rover there. I don't know if the camera can see it. And we've got yeah, a Mustang just, yeah. GT and we've got a Lamborghini Huracan that we do some bookings for as well. Um, and then in the Sunset Run now and then working with you guys on that. Um, so, yeah, that me like sort of like going, you know what, like screw it, I'm just going to go back to what I really know that I enjoy. That was like the best decision for me because like now I'm doing all this and I love it, you know, like I'm not yeah, trying sure. to sell cars and – do things that I don't really like or sell real estate or do this or do that. Um, I'm actually doing stuff that I love. So, Yeah. 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 You, you got to enjoy it. I know a lot of people say it's got to be your passion and this and that, but I don't necessarily think it does. I think you've just got to have some sort of interest in it. Mm. Yeah. Like you got to wake up. Like I, I wake up every morning and I am can't wait to get out the door to come here and, and start playing with the stuff that we play with. And yeah, exactly. And you can niche it down too. Like you can sort of find passion in stuff like – Selling real estate as as like a broad topic, I wasn't passionate about that. But I was passionate about, you know, um, having an impact on people and making them like – and like helping them find a property that they like and have a good lifestyle. Like I liked that when I was selling real estate. But mm. if you find something that you love a lot of aspects of, like I love in the car scene, I love that there's a, such a strong community and everyone's just like cool with each other. I love that it's like relaxed and it's not like super formal and like everyone's wearing suits and like being super professional, you know what I mean? I love how chill the car scene is. And yeah, if you find something that you can just like enjoy a lot of different aspects of, it's so much easier to have the consistency that's required to be successful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I think <clears throat> we're going to um, open your eyes up a little bit more too, heading to SEMA later on this year. I think this your, you've never been before, hey? No, I've never been, no. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of videos. Yeah. Looks looks off well, that. Well, um, <laughs> I'm I'm first timer as well, mate. Yeah, I've, nice. I've, yeah, been, Seema been to Vegas, never been to SEMA, so you and I will be seeing things for the, uh, the first time, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, we got um got quite a bit planned. SEMA's a big big week. Yeah. So we're gonna head over a couple of days before SEMA starts and go see the NHRA um, drag finals in um, in Vegas, which is unreal. Um, the racing over there is like next level. Here they tend to blow up every second round. Over there, they're neck and neck all the way to the start finish line, and mm. so yeah. that's gonna be cool. And then um, into Vegas, we've got a couple of days of just chilling, checking out some stuff. I might go do a chopper run over um, 
Do a damn, something like that. Yeah, nice. And Rachel's still coming, isn't she? <laughs> she hasn't told Nick I, yet. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I actually didn't realise, <laughs> and pardon my ignorance, but I didn't realise that it wasn't open to the public. I thought it was like a car show where everyone could no, go. No. Trade. But it's only the automotive. Like It is, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's not easy to get into. Like, for me... No, you actually have to... Um, you have to have an acc- a business yeah. and you have to be um, go through an accreditation process. Yeah, so I didn't realise that. Yeah, so um, I've... I, been many times before so i get you know automatically um accredited straight away but because we're taking matt and ian you know there's a bit of a process to get them in, involved <laughs> we're basically we're taking the two children no with him. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so we've, we've, we've got to go through that process and when uh, matt's been approved uh, we haven't sorted in out yet but we'll get there yeah um but yeah so like the opportunities that arise in um in the sema show are unbelievable like especially when you've got a good reputation in australia mm. there's a lot of businesses in australia that aren't that good to work with <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> being polite yeah. Yep. um and when you're uh, known over there to be um honest and and you know you do what you say you're going to do and do a good job of it um you know you get approached flat out like mm. i've got a list of companies that uh, at me you know monthly that just when you're coming over we really want to work with you and it's about you know picking what works for you so it's going to be interesting to see what pops up Mm-hmm. Um, there's mm. a lot of talent walking around. Like we've, I've met Jay Leno a couple of times now. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, there's some pretty big celebs. Ken Block. Um, Ken Block, yep. Rub shoulders with him and um, Haley Deegan, the NASCAR driver. Yeah. Um, which is Brian Deegan's daughter. Yeah, he's yeah, a, yeah. He's a legend, and seen them around, and yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like because it's um, not open to the public, the celebrities just tend to be, you know. At ease, they're just walking around like normal people. They're not getting hassled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is really cool. And yeah, it's like gated community kind of thing, eh? Yeah, yeah. So they're um, you know, you can you can literally walk up to Ken Block and say, you know, good day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> How's yeah. How's it going? I saw your last video. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, that aspect of it's really cool. Um, and then um, the business side, you know, like seeing all the new products released. That's where every company that's big will save their releases for. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's new technology. Like one of the, a couple of standouts for me was um, an Australian company actually, um, TurboSmart. Um, last time we were there, they released the electronic wastegate, which probably doesn't sound that you know interesting to you guys, but like what that does for the industry for anything turbocharged is just massive. Yeah. Um, in terms of tunability and stuff, and you know that's where they released and precision it. Precision so. as well, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The precision and. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just sort of nerded out a little bit about that, and but it's really cool to see an, an Aussie company, you know, that works year round to release a product, takes it to SEMA in America and releases it blows to the up. world, mm. and yeah. it blows up. Yeah, and yeah, th- yeah. that's really cool. Um, so there's there's so many different brands, so many different areas in the automotive industry that um, that do that. You know, like Squadra Bespoke, our guys that wrap all of our vehicles, they're they're going over this year with us as well. Mm. And um, there's half a hall, and when I say a hall, I'm talking like the size of the Gold Coast Convention Center, dedicated to just rap films. Wow. So you know, like the technology in that, they have live demos. Like they have like you know some of the famous guys on YouTube jumping in and they're doing live raps. Like it's just so cool. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe um, maybe that's where we release the uh, the USA version of the Sunset Run. Funny you say that. <laughs> yeah, well, we're actually uh, working on that as it is, so I guess we can um, we could probably say that. We probably divulge a little bit. Yeah, there. A little, yeah. Just a little bit of info. Yeah, we're planning a Miami sunset run. Welcome to Miami. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miami vibes, the palm trees. Yeah. Sunsets. Yeah. Cruising beach, on the boat. Ferraris. Mm-hmm. Lamborghinis. <laughs> it's it's very much the uh, bad boys movie. Yeah, <laughs> preferably not. <laughs> it's it's very much like the the Gold Coast in America. Hundred percent. It's yeah. the same vibe, just bigger and yeah, yeah, more yeah. cars, more money. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just with our American friends, so we've yeah. actually got feet on the ground over there, um, actively looking for venues and and um, and some yachts that we can. Um, potentially in charter. Mm-hmm. So if any of our US listeners are yeah. tuned in, hit us up in the DMs and give us some advice. That'd be really handy. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Tag any venues or anything like that if you think um, think they might help for Miami Miami Sunset Run planning. That would mm-hmm. be awesome. Yeah, I'm actually thinking. Um, I don't know, just spitballing. I the the um, the venue where the one of the James Bond movies was filmed. I think it was Goldeneye. It was uh, one of the most famous. Um, Hotels in um, Miami, right on the beach. Yep. It's really, really iconic. It's had probably five or six different big movies filmed there. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe there, but I'd that's a starting point. It's a starting point. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get on the plane and go and have a look. Yeah, but have yeah. some have some brekkie there. But um, yeah, this sunset run we've got coming up in September, only a month away. That's going to be our last one for for the year here on the Gold Coast. Hey, yeah, yeah, mm. and then from there. I believe we're going to be branching out Oswide and maybe having a look at um, Sydney, Sydney Melbourne. or Melbourne next. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so Sydney, Melbourne and Miami, probably the main main targets, I think. I think we're all aligned there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's a big scene in Sydney, big supercar scene in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Some cool venues, a lot of cool boats in Sydney as well. So, Well, our, our partners at Squadra here have been posting up a couple of photos of the last couple of days of what they've been working on down there, and it is just supercar on supercar on supercar. Like yeah. SVJ, Aventadors, GD3 Porsches, like it's just unreal. I'm like, where have you guys been hiding all these things? Like you've just done a photo, oh, photo dump. Yeah. yeah, wow. I was like, let's see some more of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're about. No, 100%. Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to... Ha- it'd be cool to um, eventually get you know because we're only four people like it's only four times 24 hours in one day like mm-hmm. that we can work on the sunset run so if we're doing sydney miami melbourne like that's going to take Which a lot of work coast. and gold coast mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yep. <laughs> can't forget the uh the flagship event like the gold coast mm-hmm. but yeah it's going to take a lot of work so it'd be cool to see the the um sunset run expand into you know i definitely want to see with the whole Miami side of things. I, I definitely want to have like a, a jet here and fly over Yeah, with a bunch, like a crew here and then we hire cars over there. Yeah, yeah. it would be awesome. Yeah. 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 We, we've got some contacts with some some private jets over here we could use, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be super cool. There's no, per, mo, no point taking our cars over there. Nah. No. You could do mm. it, but they've got way cooler cars there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So way less regulation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, think the accountants will be okay with us chartering a jet privately to go there for the sunset run. <laughs> sure. yeah. We'll yeah, leave, yeah, we'll leave yeah. that in Rachel's capable hands to <laughs> swindle, swindle some deals down yeah. at Platinum here. Yeah. We might have to go to um, ITP for our tax return income yeah. tax professionals. <laughs> H&R Block or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is all good. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Nah, We're, uh, um, yeah, we need to... Uh, Start working on that one, and yeah, there's some cool people over there, like in Miami. Get over this one. (laughs) 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 I know it's it's, there's there's a lot more to it than what people think. Hey, like this is my first event-based company, Mm. um, other than working with some weddings with car, and 
Man, mm. the the amount of work that goes into lining up every single it's thing. The logistics. Oh, oh like man. one thing goes wrong, and if it's a major component, the whole thing's got to start again. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. Like, yeah. You guys have killed it with this. Um, this one, Matt and I really have had no input. Well, I mean, that's the reason why we went from May to June to July, and then I was like, "Stuff yeah, it, we're doing September. it September." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's surely the this far out, you can work it together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spring. Spring's nice. Good time of year. Yeah. yeah, keep the cars a bit cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what people pay for on an event like this, you know, is like professionalism and uh, extremely well organized event. You know, yeah. can't be like thrown together. Smooth from go to woe. Like, yeah, you can't plan an event like what we're planning in you know a month or two. No, nah. so and it's not like you, it's not like a drive. It's not like impromptu. You know, where it's like and impromptu has its place. Like it's super cool to just get together and be real social and have nothing planned and it's just a catch up. That's awesome, and it's something you can do quite regularly. But like, sunset run is like a totally different thing. Like it's next level. Next level. Yeah. yeah, it's not like you can you can't just be like, oh, let's do sunset run in two weeks. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not easily replicated unless you want me yeah. to pull a hair out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rach, Rach <laughs> needs two weeks to do a hair and makeup. Like. No, <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> That's that's a bit rich coming from you, mate. Come on, yeah. it gets the, your, the your hair looks real. Out. Like I just rolled out uh. of bed. <laughs> yeah. I woke up like this. <laughs> but yeah, we might have some. Um, we might even um, in Miami. I know there's a lot of guys like Alex Choi, even like some of the new guys in the scene, like Andrew Tate, or some of those guys that got supercars in in America. Oh yeah, it'd be cool to see what colours yeah. his Bugatti. It's just, I was just looking at that helmet. It's actually the same colour as the, the wrapping on the helmet there. It's mm. like a You're copper colour. Eh? Is it really? No, I'm colourblind. i got no idea. <laughs> oh, I, I any excuse <laughs> to get out of it. Yeah, I, I took this helmet to Squadra and I'm like, I need some logos put on it ASAP. Just yeah. whatever, gold. And apparently that's not normal gold. That's like rose gold. It's rose. Yeah, it's yeah. copper. Mm-hmm. It's copper colour, well. yeah. 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 I think that's exact, pretty much exact colour of Andrew Tate's Bugatti. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a character. Hey, I've been watching a few videos of his lately because he's like the most googled man at the yeah. moment. And um, you're probably not a big fan of him, Rach, because he's not a. Oh, look! <laughs> to be honest, a lot of people aren't big fans of him. No. Yeah, and that's he's, his entire marketing strategy. It, and yeah. it, it is. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I actually, you know, looking at him, I actually really like to test him. And then I was like, oh, actually, I think I know why you like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a there's a and there's you kind of get a, like an acceptance for it. Yeah, yeah. It's like kind of smart, kind of smart business. Like mm. if he can, if he has a strong enough chin to like be able to take the backlash, oh, yeah, it'd be driving thousands of people into his into his business. Yeah. And yeah. there's a there's a video online where he says, um, he says something like that's super controversial. I think he says, if my son is a nerd, we're gonna fight to the death. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. hectic. Yeah. And then the, the in the longer video, you can see him, like, he says it, and then he, and then he just smiles. He just goes, and then, and then he goes, that was a bit of an exaggeration. And you can just see it in his eyes, like, he did that. He's, he's testing the market, he, isn't he? Purely yeah. because it's super controversial, and he yeah. knows that that video is just going to blow up. He's like. so calculated with what he says, and yeah. you can see it. Because, like you say, he gives it away with his facial expressions. Like, yeah. you know, one, one, one line that I thought was, like, not that great was, um, you know, women are possessions. So I'm like, man, yeah. like, everybody knows that's not true. 
but you're saying that to stir the pot to mm, get yeah. people to like your videos yeah. and to follow it. And mm. look, it worked. I, I started watching videos of his because I saw that. I was like, well, what's this guy about? He's yeah, got yeah, yeah. big balls he's to got say his something like that. Full poker face. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. full poker face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and he's, he's chess champion. Yeah. And his dad was as well. Oh, kidding. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. That's you, interesting. Yeah. And only because if he didn't win, he'd knock the guy out. And then yeah, he wins well, anyway. Yeah. You know? And that's what like that's where I find he's he's got like a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm I'm trying to work out like that sort of a person kind of intrigues me in the sense of why? What was your background, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was yeah. your relationship with your dad? Yeah. I mean, he used to play chess with his dad. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so many people in, uh intrigued by him, eh? Like the questions that get asked online, like how how did how Andrew Tate made his money is like one of the top Google things at the moment. Like if you type in how Poker face. to Google, it's yeah. like first one. Yeah. <laughs> how Andrew Tate made his money. It's yeah, crazy. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. He's he's done a good job. And you know what's interesting? He doesn't have any platforms other than Instagram. There is no Andrew Tate TikTok. There's no Andrew no. Tate. He no. doesn't but he's all over there. He yeah. actually got uh, taken down from Twitter. Really? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Because of his diversity. Didn't he set it's up, weird set that out he a plan. Twitter was the first one to take him down when they're like freedom of speech, you know? Really? Yeah. Same as old Donnie Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, someone Did else got taken off it. Didn't he set out a plan just recently to, to take over TikTok and within four months he'd completed his goal, but he doesn't have his own TikTok account. No. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, gun. that's just the way he does marketing. So like one of his, I um, actually watched a video last night about one of his students, um, I can't remember the name of his... He's got a... Hustles University, that's the yeah. One, yeah. So one of his students is 16 years old, still going to school, and um, he decided he was going to grab a bunch of Andrew Tate videos, chop them up, put them on um, TikTok and on his own account, you know, it was like Andrew Tate dot, you know, fan or whatever it mm. was, and then um, literally spend all of his day doing that. And he's done it so much now that it's been reshared that many times. He's making $40,000 a month this young kid, while he's still at school, by just resharing and then linking Andrew Tate's That's school. Tough. It's incredible. He what, in affiliate commissions to in Andrew affiliate, Tate's? In affiliate, yep. So he gets 50% of the commission. Wow. So <laughs> sending them to Andrew Tate's school. Yeah, that's and he's And he's a student of the school yeah. doing that and he's making 40 And that's the, that's the reason why – so this is my personal opinion anyway – that's the reason why he does the controversial content that gets so many views Shock because value. the content that gets so many views, people will just automatically put it on their own account because it gets so many views. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I want to build my business, so I'm going to share Andrew Tate content yeah. because it's 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 going crazy at the it's moment. Trending, yeah. It's snowballing now. So yeah. he's just getting all these reshares for free. Like, yeah. yeah. I've been on his website. Mm. As soon as I yeah, what's this about? I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, what's this? What's this hustlers university talking about? And yeah, then it's literally everywhere. Like, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't be on the internet right now or any of the social platforms without seeing a video. Mm. Mm. It's um, it's cool. But that's the world we live in now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. thing I do like though, he has he's he reverses everything that he yeah. believes in. Like, um, instead of saying I can't do that, it's like I can do that. That's the simple part of it. But yeah, mm. you know he. He changed his way of thinking. Yeah, yep. and there's, that's there's no such thing as can't. Exactly, yeah. and that that's what I really like. That's that's pretty much the only thing I can I can pull from his videos is that he's so determined mm. that if he sets his mind to it, he's gonna do it. Mm. Yeah. And, he, and he's found a way by doing shock value for everyone. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like Marilyn Manson, you know, like 
he's just a normal dude now retired <laughs> like yeah he's not doing this crazy shit <laughs> 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 but like back in the day he sold millions of records off the makeup and the crazy shit and the cutting himself on stage and like all this sort of stuff you know yeah. And yeah. the rest of it, yeah. yeah. All R-rated stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, let's, let's leave that one for another, <laughs> for another time. Um, uh. But yeah, that's interesting business concept, you know. Mm. I'm sure people, there's going to be a lot of copycats, no doubt. Um, yeah. But here's the real deal. He's He's got money. He's got he has a casino in, in He's got several Romania. in Romania. Yeah, but yeah. You, you notice he doesn't talk about it? Mm. He doesn't nah. want to talk about it? I think he has a camming website as well. No, nah, he shut that down. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had, um, that's how he... Got rich, basically. I'll have to get it. I'll have to ask him for a refund. Then. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Probably shouldn't bore you with how he's made his money doing that. But yeah, he basically had like up to fourteen girls um, talking online on webcam, and it it wasn't the girls talking. He he was actually the one on the keyboard, you know, or you know, talking oh, to really? these men. Yeah, yeah. So he basically had the girls on the webcam just smiling and pretending to type away on the keyboard, and he was in the background, you know, like send me money, wooing him. Yeah, doing the wow. wooing. <laughs> Doing what he does best. Mm. Hectic. But yeah, interesting guy. Let's hopefully we can get him on the sunset run over in yeah, Miami. In Miami yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him for trouble. Rachel's like, hopefully, mm. hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he didn't just hear what I just said. <laughs> yeah, how's your daddy? No, <laughs> actually I can't say that. His dad died in 2006. Yeah, he did, ah. yeah. But yeah. yeah. Oh, that's very sad. Yeah. Mm. yeah, cool. All right, well, that's... What else have we got to cover? Oh, I think... What about the Formula One news? Was mm. there any news in Formula One lately? Or? Yeah, poor old Danny Rick. He's um he's getting shafted at the moment. Um, Oscar Piscari is um Formula Two champion, world champion last year. He's now they've been announced that he's got a seat with McLaren. Yeah, right. And um, but is it a definite? Like yep. it's it's definitely it is definite. Yeah, because um yeah, I can't remember the other team announced that um he was driving for them, and he was like Alpine. Alpine, that's the one. And he put his hand up and said, no, 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 I'm not. Which, you know, he really, he should be. He's been their reserve driver. Mm. I think he's done, uh, it was either 25 or 3,500 kilometres in their car testing. You know, they've they've paid for him to get to where he is in a Formula 1 car. And then, you know, McLaren seats popped up. And he's gone, oh, I'll well, see ya. Thanks for that. Yeah. So he's, um, he's signed for 2023. And poor old Danny Rick is without a car. That's crazy. So... Yeah, I don't yeah, but Alpine's without two drivers now too, so... Yeah, but that's another backward step for... I know. Oh, Danny Rick, like, I don't know, you know, hindsight's a bitch, but, like, he really should have stayed at Red Bull and, and taken it to max, I think. Mm. You know, like, they're a competitive car. He's He's been in two teams since. Um, I hope it's not the end of his career in Formula 1 because I like the guy and, you know, he's, he's one he's of the most... young. He's very young and he's very fast. Yeah. But the car's just not there. You know, he's, he's, he's the latest of the late breakers mm. and that car just can't do it. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where he like goes. I feel like he's been tampered with. Oh, I'm sure. You guys, you'll have to look, excuse me, because I've only just jumped onto the Formula 1 bandwagon here and that's that's thanks to Netflix with the yeah. uh, <laughs> with the new series that's out there. So it's I've, blown up. I've, it has. And because of social media, I was like, what's the hype? I'm going to check it out. And I got hooked on episode one. So I'm only half, half, half a dozen episodes in, but... Um, I was blown away that the playing field is not even when it comes down to the cars and the teams and the mm. money that's spent. And the money that's spent, my God, you can solve world hunger with that. But oh, yeah. 
can, can you guys, because you, you all know more about this than I do, but can you elaborate when they talk about they're spending six, seven hundred million dollars? Um, I'm, I'm assuming that's per season or per year for, for all the races, where some of the other teams, like Haas, for example, will only have a budget of like 130, 140 million. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's for a year, for a season, that's for, for a season. per race. Yeah, okay. and then they've got they've got budget caps now as well. So you know they're trying to you know bring that gap a little bit closer. Yeah. Okay. But now they're running into issues where, you know, if someone writes a car off, you know, the car's worth like 30 million bucks. Mm. So if they write the car off, how do they race for the next couple of weeks, you know? Like, it's it's a tough one. They're always the – racing at its core is always going to be a money race. Yeah. Right? If you've got money well, – Always has got, been. Always and, has and been. And how's the – In uh, any, any type of How's race? The, the Canadian uh, billionaire that got his son into the seat with um, – with uh, Martini, Williams Martini, yeah. I mean, yeah, um, Lance Stroll. So, that's it. yeah, he's look, but he is a good driver. You d- you don't get to drive a Formula One car unless you're a good driver. So, yep. yes, his dad has lots of money, owns it, bought the team, so his son could drive in it. But mm-hmm. he's still a quick driver. Um, that's motorsport in a nutshell. You've got to have money. You've got to have the backing of your friends and family to mm. get the position to be able to drive a car. And then once you make it, you know, like look at Danny Rick. He is one of the best drivers in the world, mm. just not in a fast car and he's nowhere. Yeah. And look at Lewis. Like look at Lewis Hamilton this year. The Mercedes car has been rubbish. It's um they've had all sorts of issues down the main straights with the porpoising. Um and you know, it, they're nowhere. Where, you know, previous years, like five, six years in a row, you couldn't get anywhere near them. Um, and that's just a money thing. Like Mercedes have got more money than any of them, mm. Mm. but you know, there is times where the the rules change and the teams just aren't on top of it, and that's you know, I think Adrian Newey at um Red Bull with all the aerodynamic stuff that he's done for the team, that's why Red Bull is going so well at the moment. Yeah, because he he really he's a genius. Yeah, he does all of his um aero design mm-hmm. on a pen like with pen and paper. They were pretty it's much like the first to nail the whole. What is it? Like ground effect? Yeah, the ground effect. Yeah. Yep. Oh, kidding. Yeah. Yeah, he's an absolute genius. But um, it's really interesting like y- that you say that because, you know, I, I, I've been following Formula 1 for a while, but, like, someone who's new to it can still see that it's a money game and it's not so much a, a talent. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah, there's plenty of drivers in there that deserve to be in a faster car, but they're just not. Well, uh, the interview with um, Ricardo was was um, saying like, "Do you think you could beat Lewis Hamilton if you were in his car?" And he flat out goes, "Yes." Yeah. And I was like, "Cool." So I'm interested now. Like, what's the difference? And that's kind of sparked my interest to follow it more. I'm like, "Why?" Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got to remember that, that we're playing with big money in, yeah. in that league. It's not like you know, hundred million dollars racing a, a Lamborghini. That's mm. heaps. You know, if every if every player had a hundred million in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo series. It'd be a dead heat, mm. but we're talking hundred to five hundred million. Like, there's a big gap, mm. and we've got the the backing of manufacturers. You know, Mercedes mm. building the engines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's no matter what they do in terms of trying to slow them down and trying to bring them closer together, they're never going to be able to do it. Like, they've limited wind tunnel hours that they can operate. Mm-hmm. They've limited budgets. They've limited, um, or they're trying to limit um, drivers' pay. Um, you know, Lewis Hamilton's like the highest paid driver by a long shot, mm. Mm. and um, it just doesn't doesn't work. No. You're always going to have a gap between the big manufacturers and the smaller teams. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because yeah. if they don't spend on the driver, they can spend it on engineers or exactly pick yeah. best pit crews or best yeah. equipment yeah. or whatever, you know? Like they and can th- that's the funny thing. Spending money on a driver doesn't make a driver faster. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you think if the driver had half a brain... <laughs> but it gets you to buy, it allows you to buy the fastest one. Not, not, yes, not all the time though. Mm. Like there's how like how many times has a, you know, like when George Russell come up, you know, he was, I don't know what he was paid, but it was in it was under a million pounds or something for Williams, and when he got to dr- uh, jump in uh, Bathy Boss- uh, Bottas's car for a race, and he could have won it, he should have won it, but the tire let go on him, and um, you know, mm. ended up I don't know top ten or something, but like. He come from a team that was like nowhere at the back of the grid, jumped into one of the fastest cars on the grid, and, and should have won it. Mm. So you know, if Mercedes paid their drivers a million pounds and spent the rest on the car, it makes more sense. But you know, the drivers are only there for one reason, mm. a couple of reasons to race, obviously. But they and need to get paid, and then to party at Monaco. <laughs> Which brings you to the next question: When are we all going? <laughs> when are we, we going to watch the next round? <laughs> yeah, I'm keen on the F1. I'll go. Yeah. I'm probably I've been to Monaco Formula One and I've done um, the Spain one as well, mm-hmm. which is like the round before it, and it's unreal. Mm. The atmosphere is crazy, but Monaco is so small that like if you're not good in crowds, you're not going to enjoy it. It was mm. shoulder to shoulder. Yep. Yeah, but That's super fine. cool country. But I'll, yeah, I'll be on the yacht. So it's all good. <laughs> 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 watching watching the track from the from the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll um. I think we'll have to go over as a team and, and do some Formula 1 rounds because that's uh, our natural habitat, racing, and not so much for Mr. Higgs. But hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> half, half a round about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking up. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, cool. I think we should leave it at that. We've, we've been chatting for an hour now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll wind her up. But um, yeah, next uh, next episode, I think we're going to have a guest, guest. on. Yep, guest, we, yeah. uh, we won't say who it is, but yeah, we won't spoil the surprise. But they but got we'll a, um, we'll got a cool background, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get the supercar story. We'll talk about how they got into the into the driver's seat and what they did and what they um, what they had a crack at before the the main thing that worked and got them there. So it'll be cool. Good yep. chinwag. Yeah, looking forward to it. And we'll uh, we'll probably have their car in as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah so we'll get, get it on the hoist there. Yeah, get to do a bit of a walk around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, we didn't have much to put on the on the hoist today. <laughs> Had to bring the mum wagon in. Just the fastest wagon in the world. <laughs> 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 nearly. Uh, nearly, yeah. Well, the poor thing's had a hard life, eh? Only because of you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I broke it properly the other day. I was I was leaving and I had I love your language. I oh, when I, I was behind, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you called me, I was like, he's shaking me. He thinks this thing's like... I thought <laughs> I thought I grenaded the front diff out of it. I I launched it with Ian behind me, and it went first. And as soon as I clicked second gear, it broke into rear wheel spin. I was like, and it made a bit of a bang. I'm like, oh, oh no! Like I've just blown a CV or the diff mm. hanging out of it because mm. it just blows blows the tires. I rang Ian on the way home. I'm like, mate, can you tell me was it spinning all four or just the rear? He's like. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a rear. <laughs> Just the rear. Yeah, and then it had oh, the, no. had the had an all-wheel drive fault on it. I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm going to have to go home and tell Cara that I've broken <laughs> broken her car. Going to Mercedes. Yeah, it's happening in a school zone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. so weird. I was just rolling just and bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's normally Cara's, Cara's thing. Yeah, yeah, she drives well, out. I don't know what happened. It just broke. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah Mercedes, if they plug into that ECU and see how many times it's been launched and... 
and how hard it's been driven, they'll probably go, you're probably not the, the main yeah. driver for mm. this car. No more Mercedes for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, it's uh, oh, cool. a killer car, but um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't get to drive it very much. So when I do, it's pedal to the metal. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. We'll um, catch you guys cool. next week. Yep. Done. Done. Done deal. Bang, bang. See you, team. See you later. See catch ya. up.